Welcome back, everyone, for the third episode of Harry's Take. This week, I sadly do not have a guest, but we are going to be recapping the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Eagles. It was a classic. So first, uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about how Mahomes in the parade was talking about how they were rebuilding and how everyone thought it was absurd that he would even use that word, which is a very strong word. People use it for teams that the year before had missed the playoffs by a mile. But in this case, the Chiefs, obviously, they made it to the AFC Championship. So people didn't think rebuilding was the right word. And everyone, a lot of people were uh, criticizing the Chiefs for saying that everyone was doubting them that much. But I'm going to try to explain why Mahomes was saying that. And I know that they were not rebuilding, quote unquote, but something that was kind of some doubts were being raised was especially uh, around March when Tyreek Hill was traded to the Dolphins. It was a blockbuster. Everyone was so confused as to why they did it. I, as a Chiefs fan myself, you see, I got my Chiefs themed hoodie on here, but I was surprised as to why they did it. I, I know it was about the money, but surprised that they couldn't reach a deal with him. But okay, he's <clears throat> he's a very he's a brilliant playmaker. He's probably the fastest guy in the NFL. He brings a sense of explosiveness to any offense, and uh, uh, we see that it was a big loss because. He was arguably a top five receiver in the league for the years prior. And it was just a shocking move by both sides. And a lot of people were thinking, oh, Mahomes is not going to be as successful without Tyreek. Mahomes was made great by Tyreek's speed, uh, all that. So I think those comments were provoked Mahomes to say that they were rebuilding because they lost Tyreek, but um, I think one player doesn't necessarily result in a rebuild, quote unquote. So I think that comment, obviously, he was had a lot of uh, Miller lights, was it, um, or Coors lights? So he was not thinking straight. But um, I think that I I could see where the doubt came from because. There was doubt surrounding Tyreek Hill and if the offense would be as dynamic. But as we've seen throughout the course of the year, Mahomes' numbers were even better than years prior. And I think you have to credit that to Andy Reid working the offense, not going for the deep balls, integrating their playmakers more, the acquisitions of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, all that. So I think they just, as... uh Tony Romo says it best. They Mahomes has learned to take what the defense has given him, and uh, especially without Tyreek, they're playing more of a two deep. Say everyone's playing the new two deep uh, shell coverage, and I think Mahomes does it best. He just picks apart the defense, and I think also with Sky Moore and the addition of Kadarius Tony, which I was not gonna lie, I was surprised in October when that deal was made public, but it obviously turned out to be an extraordinary deal because Kadarius Tony down the stretch made tremendous plays. And I think that he, he was vital to our Super Bowl run 
or the Chiefs Super Bowl run. I like to group myself with them, even though I'm not on it. I'm a big fan. But, yeah, people always say, don't say our. And I think you can say it because you root for this team. It's become a big part of your life, so you just include yourself in it. Oh, but anyway. And not to mention that all of the Fox analysts doing the pregame show, like, I think it was eight, all eight of them picked the Eagles to win. And I think that it says something as to the Chiefs' resilience. Although they were only a a one-and-a-half-point underdog, everyone was just thinking, oh, this is the Eagles' year. They're too dominant on both sides of the ball. But as we've seen, Mahomes is very clutch, and he's never out of it. And another big storyline coming into the game was the Kelsey Bowl. Obviously, we have Jason Kelsey on the Eagles. He's a set, he plays center. He's arguably the best center in football. He is a leader. He makes he clears lanes for his running back and his running backs and Jalen Hurts. So he's 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 a key player on that Eagles front. And on the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, who's uh, in my opinion, definitely a future Hall of Famer. He's setting records after records each each week, and he's just he's he's always open. He, he's he's a great route runner. He has great hands. He's clutch. Big storyline coming into the week was Donna Kelsey, Travis and Jason's mom, and I think that she obviously she got a lot of publicity. She was on the Today Show multiple um, multiple times. She, because imagine you two kids uh, on different teams playing each other in the Super Bowl. It's it's really rare, and I think, uh, well, I'm certainly not a mother, but if you root for both kids throughout the different courses of their season, that makes sense because the Chiefs and Eagles, obviously, uh, they don't play in the same conference. They play each other once every four years, so it's easy to kind of separate the two. Uh, into two categories, uh, Jason's games and Travis's games, but especially on the in the biggest stage in the world, they play each other. I think it's a tough decision for who she's going to root for, and that's been a big storyline coming into the game. And I think she handled it very well. She had she had the um, split jerseys, split shoes, all everything, and I think. It was just interesting to me, and I know a lot of people felt the same way that her two sons were actually playing each other, and I think it was really cool to see how she responded to that, and especially after the game, after the game, she consoled her old elder Jason, who was on the losing end. But I just think it's bittersweet. It was obviously bitter, bittersweet for her, but I think it was really cool that we saw kind of what she was going through as the Super Bowl week was approaching. And I think it was really cool that she was so open about it and she came on public shows like the Today Show and expressed what she was feeling. All right. So if we're going to get into the actual game here. So opening drives, uh, Chiefs defer, Eagles get the ball, and Eagles pick up right where they left off against the 49ers. Their offense is really rolling. Nothing, everything, I mean, everything was working. We, uh, Hertz was scorching hot. He dropped dimes to Devonta Smith. 
He had Devonta Smith had over 40 yards on that one drive, and Jalen Hurts pounded it in the end zone. So it was a very dominant drive for the Eagles. Uh, nothing unexpected, of course. They reaffirmed everyone's confidence in them, which is key, especially on the opening drive. They, I think they had the most opening drive touchdowns throughout the year, so it's crucial to start quickly, and they did just that. And everyone was – and after they scored, all eyes were on Mahomes. He still had that ankle injury as we see – we've seen that he re-injured it in the second quarter, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, so all eyes were on Mahomes, and he just answered. He stuck with the run with Pacheco, especially uh, – especially, I think it was because – of his ankle, they were a bit more conservative in the play calling, uh, dialing up more runs with Pacheco. But the, I think the Chiefs' offensive line is tremendous. Uh, it was a big storyline also coming in was Eagles' front most combined sacks throughout the year, and the Chiefs let up zero sacks, which is really tremendous in my opinion. Because especially because of how dominant that Eagles' pass rush is, and so the Chiefs' offensive line did a great job. They were opening up holes all game for Pacheco, and on that first drive, uh, he was really, he was really. They were going down the field. It was led by Pacheco in that run game, and then that beautiful over-the-shoulder touchdown to Kelsey was really a great play. That was a great route by Travis. Um, yeah. So both teams came out firing. They both, they both score opening drive touchdowns on their respective sides. So I, everyone knew that this was going to be lived up to the hype, that it was going to be a great high-scoring battle. And talking about that offensive line again, um, I, I remember in 2021 when they played Tom Brady in the COVID year Super Bowl in Tampa. And a lot of people, Mahomes was not efficient in that game. A lot of people uh, credit that to the inability of the Chiefs' offensive line in 2021, they they let up 10 QB hits and three sacks in that Super Bowl. And I think rebuilding is the right word to use after that Super Bowl in terms of the offensive line because they got they went out and they got Joe Tooney, a great left guard, Orlando Brown on uh, a tackle. And they drafted Creed Humphrey, who top three center, in my opinion, uh, a lot of good ones like Jason Kelsey, but they, so I think they did rebuild that offensive line. And I think it was key for their success in this game because of the zero sacks and, you know, and, and there's only five QB hits in this game. So you could, we could see statistically the improvements that the chiefs offensive line has shown throughout the years, especially comparing these two Super Bowls, the, the latest two Super Bowls the Chiefs have been in side by side. And I think a big part of the Chiefs' success was uh, the amount of time Mahomes had to work, extend plays, find open receivers, and the run game. The holes were really open for the Chiefs. And uh, additionally, Eagles were great on both sides of the ball throughout the season. Their offense, Jalen Hurts, was really – he's just a great all-around quarterback. His, he has super strong legs. He can run. He can pass. And 
you know, there were doubts about him coming into the year, but he's proved everyone wrong. And the acquisition of AJ Brown was on draft night was it was a crazy blockbuster trade, but it worked out really well for them because AJ Brown established himself as a top five receiver in the league, in my opinion. So I think, you know, a lot of people were questioning the Chiefs secondary, mostly rookies, Trent McDuffie they drafted. Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. So a lot of pressure was on that Chiefs secondary. And I think, you know, they didn't play a great game as a unit, but they did just enough, obviously, because they got the win. But a lot of pressure was on that Chiefs secondary, and a lot of them, a lot of plays they did get burned by um, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, especially on that long touchdown, which was not great coverage by McDuffie. But in any event, I think the this, the defense as a whole unit stepped up. Um, one player I would like to highlight individually was Nick Bolton. Ever since he was drafted last year, I've been a really big fan of this guy. I think he's a great leader of the defense. He's a really big guy. He He's really great at tackling. And this year alone, he had 180 tackles, which was top three of tackles in the league. So he, he had a tremendous amount of tackles, which just shows how a defense can really rally around this guy who, car- who I wouldn't say carries them, but you know, he's always going to be there to make a play, and he's just a consistent guy. And I think in this game especially, he really showed that he was a leader. Um, on that uh, on that third down play, when uh, Hertz ran a QB draw, there was pressure put on by Bolton, and it caused um, Jalen Hurts to try to switch hands, and he lost the ball. It went through his hand, through his arm, and Nick Bolton was there to scoop and score, which was a turning point, although it was early in the game. And he had also had 10 tackles, so he was really, in my opinion, he arguably could have won Super Bowl MVP. But, you know, they have a bias towards quarterbacks, and Mahomes did play well, although he didn't have that many yards. But Bolton played great this season, and in this game especially. And... I touched on this a bit earlier, but t- thinking about the Mahomes injury, uh, the ankle injury he suffered in the divisional round against the Jaguars. I mean, on that play, this the third and long, he extended the play. He scrambled. He got a few yards and was ankle tackled. Like a lot of, I didn't think it was smart that, especially on third and long, that he would scramble. But you got to do. He, he does anything for his team. And when he was brought down, he obviously was in a, a lot of pain. It was visible. I think the mental toughness, if you look at the NFL films, um, audio and video that they captured of Mahomes on the sideline after that injury, it just shows the mental toughness that he has as a player. He's not. He's definitely not going to go out. He's, he's at, I'm going back in. There's no way he's going out. He's just a team player, and I think the mental toughness he shows after he re-aggravated that ankle, ankle is incredible because he's obviously in a lot of physical pain. I don't know what they gave him at half in the locker room because he came out looking 
incredible. But I think the mental toughness right before the half was just it, it was it's remarkable, and I think a lot, it, it's something that you should people should aspire to have that kind of mental toughness. And I don't, I know it doesn't come easily, but I think he's just a great example of someone who showed mental toughness throughout this playoff run, and especially after that second quarter when he reaggravated that in that ankle. So now, um. The halftime show, uh, I heard more people actually tuned into the halftime show than the actual game, which is not surprising, but it's just an interesting stat. Um, I think it was a, uh, Rihanna. I'm personally a, a fan of her. Uh, she has a lot of good songs that I listen to. I think a lot of people were very excited for her show, and I think she did great. She the scenery there was very intricate with the floating platforms and everything. I think that was really cool. And the pregnancy she came out and there were questions Twitter was going crazy about if she was pregnant or not. And I think it was a cool way for her to kind of show the world that she was pregnant on the biggest stage in the world. And I think she performed well. But I'm surprised a lot of people were speculating whether Jay-Z or some some other guest like Drake or someone she has a lot of songs with would come on and join her. And I was kind of surprised Jay-Z didn't come on, especially because in the beginning of the game, they shown, showed that he was in the building, which was convenient if he were, were to come on. But, you know... He didn't, but I think her performance was still great, regardless that she didn't bring anyone on. And a particular highlight for me um, watching the performance was the Diamond song with all the flashlights. It was it just was a really cool moment and visual scene for me, and I, I, I like that song too. So I think it was a good halftime performance, but as a Chiefs fan, my mind was – I was – I was a bit anxious coming into that second half, not going to lie. Uh, you know, Mahomes just went out before with the injury that we talked about, and we were down 10, but, you know. And in that second half, the Chiefs' offense was just on fire. First drive, they come out, no problem, score a touchdown, three-point game again. They scored three touchdowns in that second half. And for two of the touchdowns, it was kind of the motion and the little motion, but go back out. <clears throat> one was with Sky Moore and one was with Kadarius Tony. <clears throat> and I think the play call by Andy Reid is he his play calling is just off the charts. Especially that he, it did it on two separate sides. It worked twice. Just it shows well, there's obviously some questions that need to be raised in the Eagles secondary about why they were both so wide open, but that's not going to get into that. But I think it was, the play call itself was just brilliant. And Andy Reid put us, yeah, us put the Chiefs in a great position to come back, and Mahomes capitalized. And those two touchdowns were really cool. Same play. Speaking of offense, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I know I'm doing the show a bit late in the week, um, but news broke that he officially reached a deal to be the uh, uh, Washington 
commander's uh, off offensive coordinator, which is really shocking in my opinion because I knew he was having talks with them, but I thought, and I think a lot of people thought that it was regarding the head coaching job or at least head coaching somewhere else. But the fact that he took a job as an offensive coordinator somewhere else doesn't really make much sense to me. Uh, for one thing, the team is a lot worse or worse. He did worse this season and their personnel, you know, you have Mahomes and Kelsey and some really stud receivers and the chiefs and you're, um, you have Carson Wentz or Sam Howell, whichever one, or if they're going to bring in a new guy. But I think it's just strange that he changed the situation, not even to be the head coach. And it was, I mean, I obviously it was probably because of money, but I thought he was definitely up for a head coaching job. And it's, I was just shocked by that. And I know the holding call at the end, you can say whatever you want about it. You know, it was a big moment in the game. Uh, people, it probably did dictate the outcome of the game itself. And, you know, people are going to say, oh, don't throw that flag that you just threw away the Super Bowl. That flag just changed the trajectory of the game. But, like, the thing for me is I don't know what the refs are supposed to do because some people are saying, oh, you shouldn't throw the flag because of the moment. But then they get criticized for not throwing flags or for throwing flags in smaller moments that people think are bad calls. So the refs, there's obviously always going to be people who don't agree with the refs, but I think this game itself was officiated very well. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think there was any calls that were bad, like that bad or that significant. I think uh, not to be biased, but I, I, the holding call was the right call. You could ask any uh, NFL rules analyst, although Greg Olson did not agree with it. Um, the Fox rules analysis and Carl Cheffers after the game even explained his thought press process. And it was, it was the right call. Even James Bradbury admitted to it that he did grab his jersey and that he was hoping that he would get away with it. But... Because of the moment, as I said, people are going to say you shouldn't throw that flag in that big of a moment. If you can see the call, they're not going to make exceptions because this was like a huge moment. But I think in some scenarios, if it's like smaller penalties that don't really make an out, uh, like don't really make, don't really change the outcome of a play, like a holding on the backside of something that the ball's not even going, but. Mahomes was really smart and then he threw the ball to Schuster because he saw that he was held and it would highlight him for the penalty more, which I think was a brilliant move. And, um, you know, so I think that if it, if it was a call that would influence the play, they should obviously make it because it was the right call. If you look at the rule book, if you look at the what the rules people say, or the rules analysis say about it. So there's <clears> only... <throat> A lot of people are saying that they shouldn't have thrown the flag, but it was the right call. And a lot of people are going to, a lot of people that understand the game on a really intricate level are going to say that it was the right call. I just think that game, it was a great game. And I'm really happy the Chiefs won. Um, go! Ch I love the Chiefs, man. And I'm going to have more NFL content coming your way as we get closer 
to next season. I'm not sure if uh, uh, I'll probably do something during free agency about big pickups and trades, maybe something about the draft, but to definitely be more NFL content on the way. But thank you for uh, listening. And it was a great season, NFL season. Uh, just highlight of my year. I, I love watching football. It's great. Well, thank you for tuning in to Harry's Take. What's your take?